Welcome to One Speed MMA Podcast. This is yours truly, Flying Smitty. Carson Wood. With always, Carson Wood. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we got to start inviting people back on this podcast. We do. We invite Sean all the time, but he always ducks us. You'd like, think yeah. even after his guy won. He left the country this time. Yeah. He was that scared. He's like ducking us. He bolted. Especially because he had no confidence in McGregor winning this. Maybe fight. we should go to him. He doesn't know the laws out in that land. That's we could true. school him. International waters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He probably has a better idea than us. <laughs> <laughs> Monkey fights. Um, Monkey knife fights. It was funny. I was telling my grandparents about podcast. Like, I, they're like, Yo, will you stay for dinner? And I was like, I, I can't because I got to go to the podcast because they were having it like two and a half hours later. <laughs> and I was like, I got I got a podcast. And they're like, okay. And I thought I was doing the other one. And then I had to explain to both my grandparents what a podcast was. Well, what, what is it? And I was like, uh, well, it's just essentially radio that's on demand. That's the best way that I can explain it to you. And like, well, when does it go out? And I was like, well, the earlier the better so we can get it to the Europeans. Well, how do they get it? <laughs> <laughs> how do the Europeans get anything? It starts in the U.S. and it gets disseminated to them. Get tweeted. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping. I'm hoping we can r- ruffle some some feathers. Um, how'd you like the? Co- I mean, well, what, what, do you, what, what do we can talk about? Well, before, we kind of were like before we move on to the car. Let me talk to. Uh, let me tell you about my experience trying to break down to my grandmother what influencer marketing is. So, uh, ooh, that yes. sounds even worse. Yes. So as I was transitioning jobs, um, my grandmother got hip surgery. So I ended up taking, I had a two hour drive with her um, from Wendover back in, back into Utah. And she was like, oh, so you're, you're looking to get a new job. What are you doing? And I was like, influencer marketing. And then I was like, basically, do you know YouTube? And she's like, yeah, I guess. And I was like, well, there's, there's famous people on YouTube that are basically paid to pitch products. And I was like, just imagine it back in the day when your famous movie, when your favorite movie stars were in commercials. It's kind of the same concept, but really it's reverse like they they create the content and then and then they're given the product to, to basically place within there and she didn't get it but she was very, she was very supportive it's like if you were to go to nickelodeon and charlie chaplin would stop in the middle of it to tell you about nutella yeah <laughs> yeah Which, all of that timeline is wrong top to bottom i get it no man charlie chaplin loved nutella that's probably true yeah he loved it on <laughs> his graham crackers. That's really the only reason he performed is to make money to buy <laughs> Nutella. Little known fact about Charlie Chaplin. He didn't talk much, so it was hard to... Because his, his tongue was always stuck to the roof of his mouth because of the Nutella. Which was fine in a silent movie. Yeah, which was perfect. It um, was actually not a mustache above his lip. It was actually Nutella. You, <laughs> facts. Facts. All the time. <laughs> the more you know. Do, 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 do. Um, so, UFC 205, man. There's a lot leading up to it. Oh, man, there's so much. In the, in, up I mean, it. we obviously had a podcast last week, but obviously you all listened, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, um, there, I mean, this last week, there was, there was a lot that happened. Did you watch any of the embededs? I didn't watch any of the embededs. Did you watch the, the pre fight presser? Oh, yeah. Did you see that uh, Conor McGregor had a tag inside his Gucci, his, his white Gucci jacket? Oh, yeah. <laughs> So for those that don't know or don't spend as much time as on Reddit as we do, um, there's a picture of Conor McGregor lifting the belt above his head, and in the jacket you can still see the the uh, I, I wouldn't say it was a price tag because on nicer things basically it's this 
big tag that, that tells you all about the product and so on and so forth. How um, to take care of it because it's very high maintenance. Exactly. Probably just like his girlfriend now. I doubt she <laughs> is. She seems super low maintenance. Yeah, she does. She's just trying to keep him around. She just minds her biz. Um, so long story Definitely. short, people pointed this out. Some people who who claim that they worked at Gucci and then other people who also claim they worked at Gucci refuted what the people that said they worked at Gucci said. It's just a cluster on Reddit. Everyone claims everything. So anyway, apparently what you can do is you can actually rent stuff like that, take it out almost like show jewelry, and then you have to pay a, a restocking fee. And so this goes back to what Chelsonen said, where he was like, he doesn't make as much money as he says he makes. He's not buying the things he says he's buying. And it's all a show and don't get pulled into it. The fighters are getting pulled into it. Like, yeah, it's fine that like the fans get pulled into it. That's the whole point. But if you're a fighter, don't get pulled into it. And so he definitely, if that is what it, what it was. And I think that it was, it's really, really, really funny that he ended up renting it. I mean, the fact that he did it to, to Madison square garden and the foresight thought was there and, <laughs> It represented uh, one of the boxers in Madison Square Garden and so on and so forth. Like it's Joe Frazier, right? That's what, yeah, Joe Frazier. It would have been hilarious if that would have been the Nate Diaz one where everything got got thrown and he got like a whole bunch of energy drink on it. Oh, could you imagine? It was just water. You just bought it. Oh, man. You just bought it. And him picking up the chair. Like, what a joke. I've actually liked how Tyron Woodley reacted both in the like in those pressers just, just filming it pulled up his phone yeah so good and then talking like i mean giving him his belt for connor to take after like to how he reacted i afterwards. don't think he gave his belt no they asked him they're like hey okay can we borrow this for a bit and he was like yeah that's fine and then they took it from him even even though connor was being an ass to him backstage uh-huh that's what i'm saying he, he just seemed like he really just couldn't have given a shit and so even after you that do nothing <laughs> bitch and even and even after that, they were trying to like instigate, and he was like, "I'd fight him. I'd fight him. We can send a contract right now. It's a bad fight for him. I'm a big dude, and he is. He's gigantic. I mean, he'll gigantic next to, to to Wonder Boy, but he like and he's fast. Yeah, and he just like he wasn't getting involved in it. He wasn't getting like instigated. He just didn't. He didn't care. And so, I mean. And he did just win. A, he he got a, major, a majority decision, which in and of itself, which we'll talk about a little bit. Like he's probably had a lot more to think about than whether or not he's going to fight Conor McGregor. You know, like how could I have done better? What could I have done better? How do I do this again? Uh, who do I fight now? Maya or Thompson? You know what I mean? They really, a lot they, going on. I feel like they have. I mean, I feel like they have to queue up Thompson again. And we can get into that. I kind of want to. I want to get into Ronda because that was also leading up to, but yeah, then that also yeah, yeah. kind of segues into t- Misha, yeah. um, and Pennington for that matter. I don't mean for Misha to, you know, take all the shine off of Pennington's win because Pennington looked good and has looked good for the last little mm-hmm. bit. Her last three wins have been have been commanding. Uh, you so, buy that the 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 thing that Ronda's mad at everybody that she wasn't that she didn't expect to be interviewed and that's why she tried to walk off the stage. I heard that she was mad at everybody, including Joe Rogan and just everybody that's been talking since she's been gone, which makes sense. Just a little ball of anger. I don't think so. I think I think she can act. I think when she, she looked good, by the way. Yeah, I thought she looked very. I like I like both their hair. Very very. Uh, Game of Thrones. I wasn't gonna, no. I wasn't going to say Game of Thrones. Close. So I was going to say Hunger Games. <laughs> can you? Do you remember how goofy our hair looked? <laughs> it's having a fire sale. <laughs> 
<laughs> I cut you off. You were saying something about Ronda. I apologize. Oh no, I just I figured that you could that you could break it down. So I didn't know. I didn't watch it. Um, I just know that they basically said that after the original uh, face-offs, Ronda and, and Nunes came in. They came in. They 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 faced off, and then Ronda was walking off, and Dana White grabbed her, and everyone was like, "Well, why did Dana grab her if she wasn't supposed to be doing an interview?" And what Dana said was, "Is they were supposed to be facing off with the belt." They were going to give Nunez the belt. They were going to both face the cameras and get pictures taken. He said that um, that basically the PR team and Joe Rogan blew it, and they weren't supposed to do any kind of interviews, and that's why she looked like she was going to walk off. So the uh, and to his defense, Dana White said she's been doing interviews. She went on Ellen. She went on some other show, ESPN or whatever it was. Like she's doing interviews. If she knew that she was supposed to be here. She would have stayed here. I didn't. I mean, I guess I just haven't paid attention. I guess I did know the the Ellen one, but um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that she did a whole bunch of other interviews. But they're they're all a load of junk. The they interviews don't, they don't. Yeah, yeah, Ellen's interview. They don't bring up Nunez. They just say she's going to fight again, and they talk about how how far she's come and how proud they are of her and all of these things. Like they don't. They don't really get into it. And so, I mean, and that's why I could see that she might have been mad because going on Ellen and her being all bubbly, rousy and, and doing that and then going in and walking in and doing her tough, like, Blade Runner, Ronda Rousey, where she's going to go in and massacre a whole, you know, village worth of people. Like, I think it's her mindset. I think she she walked in. I don't... Maybe she was mad. Maybe that's how she got in that, that place in her mind to go walk in and, and do all of that, was to just be like, I'm angry at all these people, and I'm going to go prove all of them wrong. She's not. She's going to lose. I like Nunes. I, I, I pick Nunes in this one. The thing Brazilians is, though, is need a champion. That's good for them. Yeah. One that can make weight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Or just any. I mean, at least the freaking women are representing the the Brazilians. You've mm-hmm. got Claudia. She made weight. You've got Nunes, who has a belt. And poor Damien can't get a shot. Yeah. He'll make weight, luckily. So let's get into that then. So uh, Okay, so Ronda Rousey, um, Nunes. Well, we're going to talk about Misha, too. Misha's oh, yeah, retirement. Yeah, yeah. And... Uh, I Raquel missed it. Did she, did she retire in the octagon? That's what it said. I actually missed her interview because we're loud when we watch fights. Yeah. But, I mean, that's what it said. And I guess we probably should have researched that a little bit more. I actually thought you would, since you're always on retirement watch, I thought you'd have that on lock. I was going to make a joke about it, and then when she actually retired, I, I decided not to, to make a huge joke about it. I think she is still – there's two things that this says to me. Um, I think she's very prevalent in that in that division no matter what. I don't think her heart's in it. So I could see her stepping away for a year and coming back um, like most people do when they're like, I don't know what to do with myself now that I'm not doing what I did day in and day out. However, I think she realizes that division. Tate is basically the ideal of that division and the progress that it's made. The fact that she's like, I can still compete within the top five, but... I can't compete with certain, you know, her, her skills are there. I'm guessing a lot of it's heart and mentality rather than skill. Well, all of her fights that she came back just prove how much heart she has. She's up there with, like, Frankie Edgar and oh, yeah. Roy Nelson, and they just tons and tons of heart. Yeah, and she never gives up. She'll get beat to death, but still go to decision. Like, 
Yeah. No, Misha Tate. Misha Tate, I think, other than being a huge name, Misha Tate, I think, has done more for, for, for women's MMA. Probably one to two steps. I'd say Ronda Rousey, number one. Um, what's her face? The Strike Force chick that's in all the movies now, number two. Um, Gina Carano. Gina Carano, and then Misha Tate for actually being a legitimate fighter. And then Cyborg. Cyborg's up there, too, but that's just because she's kind of a freak show. Um, she is what she is. She's the best that there is. She's a sweetheart, but at the same time, she's just so dominant, and she's Cyborg. I think Joanna's getting there, too. I definitely think she's getting there. Joanna is a diehard diehard MMA fans champion where she seems like a sweetheart and all of that, but her fights for a diehard fan are exciting. I think other people may or may not get bored by Joanna fights because you know they're going to decision mm-hmm. and she's just going to beat the crap out of whoever she's fighting. That's why she's not going to be headlining. She has to be like multiple title fights on it because... Yeah. I mean, it's not fair to her. Like she could do with a she could do FS1. Anderson Silva chill kind of thing, where she yeah. where she loses and then still pulls one out and still retains. She, I mean, she. I guess she kind of had that with this one. Carolina got or Carolina as Carolina or Carolina. Carolina. They, she she had her. She clipped her in the what the fourth round, right? Mm-hmm. She hit her hard. Apparently, she uh, Joanna didn't break her nose. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't t- totally convinced that she did. I thought that she did, but it was I, just really swollen. Mm-hmm. And usually, when it swells like that, you just figure it's broken. But she even clipped her after that, didn't she? It was fourth round. It might have been in the fifth where she broke her nose. No, it's the fourth because in the fifth, I she thought was she fine. broke her. She settled she in her nose before that, and then she clipped her again in the fourth, potentially because she pulled that, away two. That rounds fight out. all kind of mixed together for me. Because the fact was is you couldn't really tell the differences in rounds until Carolina clipped her. And I remember thinking that she clipped her and she'd have to finish her in the fifth round and she may, might be able to because she clipped her earlier. Mm-hmm. So it was either first thing in the fifth round or end of the fourth. I think they'll fight again. Yeah. I mean, they, they were, they were saying to. that Carolina would fight Claudia potentially and then the winner would fight Joanna again. I, you think they do? They can't. That's, well, Dana said that in the post fight, but he said, I don't like to make fights the night of the fights. Well, how do you give Claudia? She lost to her twice. I know the first one's controversial, it's a, it's but a, it's a very shallow weak, division. Yeah, a very shallow division. Rose. I mean, if Rose wouldn't have lost to Carolina, I feel like it would be better to do. I don't know why you don't get all the Invicta fighters and have them do a tough like tournament. They probably have something in the pipeline for uh, something like that. I would assume. Well, no, because they just did one with. Well, no. Caroline or well, Claudia, I, they were the coaches, but they didn't actually have women's like one fifteeners, yeah. right? Mm-mm. And WME is supposed to get rid of tough, but I mean that's that's potentially what I would do. I mean it's for the diehards, just like tough twenty four, and it's worked out really well. But if you were to get, can they get rid of tough? Isn't it part of the Fox contract? I don't know, but I know that they're looking to to I mean, phase if, it out. I mean honestly, they they I know that it's sentimental for Dana. Going back and watching it, sentimental for me. I think, well, but, but a different generation. I yeah, think, it's they're past it now. I think this generation would do better with a looking for uh, looking for a fight than they would a, who, a tough. Who did reality better, the Kardashians or UFC? <laughs> Kardashians made a lot more money than the UFC did. They're billionaires. Yeah, billion. Maybe not billionaires. They're not billionaires. Well, but they're, um, I mean, now they're not selling their image to someone else either. I, all of them together, probably the entire net worth names of all of the Jenners and Kardashians. But. Um, I mean, her app back in the day when it first came out was making like almost a million dollars a day. 
that's crazy. Um, I just, I've, it's interesting to me. I was looking at it and kind of laughed to myself. I was in my bed half naked watching it. Uh, season two. That's how it goes. No shirt. Basketball no shoes, shorts. No that's service. it. Just watching bunch Keep, tough. Keeping up with, oh, um, you're talking Kardashians. It's actually, it's, now I'm going to. <laughs> now, you're, now you're going to. Jersey Shore first. I'm going to watch Fight Pass on my uh, Xbox and then just the Kardashians on my computer. But um, And then just stream yourself watching, not saying or doing anything, just watch. Just watch. That was Arizona, the Kardashians. That was Arizona being on Travis's bed. When no, he was that, no Jersey that. Shore. No, it was Kardashians. It was the Kardashians. I watched Jersey Shore, I think, after that. Really? Did yeah, you know there was a it. Spanish rendition of that? I do know that there is a British one. I watched all of season yeah. one. They had a Spanish one, it's, too. It's called uh, Jordy Shore. Jordy Shore. The, yeah. yeah, I can't remember what the Spanish one was called. You know, that was a you know what a Jordy well. is, right? Uh-uh. They're from Newcastle. I did not That's why that. True Jordy, that big burly guy. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 True Jordy. True Jordy, he's from Newcastle. Oh, I thought his name was actually Jordy. No, Jordy is somebody. Yeah, He's just Newcastle. a True Jordy. I got gotcha. you. Um, it's all making sense now. I, w- I was sitting there laughing to myself that the UFC got big off of reality TV. Because I was thinking about it, like they were talking about how tough saved the sport, and I don't think that it did. Mm-mm. It just kind of accelerated it. I think it was pretty much cemented in having enough people that were into MMA in general, but you could watch it. It was who promotion, what promotion was going to be the promotion, and that helped the UFC. But I think even if the UFC would have went under, we would have still gotten MMA to the level that we have it at now. At some point, it was cemented. As Someone would have brought it back. Yeah. Well, so here's what I remember about Tough. I was 13 years old. I remember hearing about UFC, but you either had to have a blockbuster card to go rent them, or you had to get them on pay per view. Mm-hmm. And no one was going to do. They that. showed them. On, they showed them late night. I remember me and Austin watching them like cage fighting way late night though, um, at our grandparents. Wait, house. Are you talking local or UFC? No, no, not even UFC. Like just original cage fighting, like or, no holds or maybe in a ring fighting. or something like that. Like, like a boxing ring. Um, and that was so my was first exposure. Then I have no idea because it, I was so young. And I was like, "This is weird. This isn't Skinamax. <laughs> it was it was Red Shoes Diaries <laughs> on HBO, Taxi, taxi Cab Confessions. But um, <laughs> and I was just thinking, like, no, I mean, because people are saying like how I, Tough was great for it. Like, I yeah. love Tough. That's why I'm watching it again. Um, but I feel like UFC. It just was such a no brainer as a sport. Like it had to become that. Yeah. Luckily, we got into the right hands of the right people, and then the reality show hit at the right time. That like, we, yeah. we got a good environment for it to grow, and I'm very happy. And like, we finally yeah. that came full circle with 205. We got all 50 yeah. states where it's legalized now. Well, like Dana said, if it wasn't for the Fertitta brothers and them actually just pumping money into it, it would probably never became what it is so quickly because they just. They bet the the field on it and put all of their money into it, and it ended up working out for them in the long run. But like I was saying, I was 13 when I watched the first season of Tough, and I remember hearing about the UFC, but knowing well enough that I couldn't go rent it because it was Blockbuster, and I have to use my parents' Blockbuster card or whatever it was, and being 13, that just wasn't going to happen. Or two, you'd have to get it on pay-per-view. But back then, the pay-per-view was like, I think... The first pay-per-view I got was probably around that time, and it's because my brothers got, like, Royal Rumble, like WWE. It was much bigger at that time. Mm -hmm. And so that was the first time you could actually watch it on Spike. You were already watching shows on Spike. They had all the freaking car chases and uh, World Extreme videos or Most Extreme videos or whatever else. But you Most Extreme, dude. (laughs) And then the best damn – or the – Man Show or was it the best damn sports show? Yeah, I think it was the Man Show. No, Man Show was Comedy Central. 
was, is the best, the best sports, show. sports show. But it that was, was even later. It was the one that had Adam Carolla on and everything. Yeah, maybe. But I know that. Yeah. So nonetheless, that's when I could actually sit down at a TV and watch it. And I remember Forrest Griffin and Chris Lieben and those dudes just being crazy personalities. And yeah, no, I mean, I was hooked. I didn't even watch the finale. I don't, I don't believe watching it live, but I remember watching the season. I, it's so weird because in my mind now, and the only reason I'm like highlighting this is because it just like it feels like we finally came f- like full circle. Like we like MMA now is mainstream. Two oh five, it was obviously knocking on the door, but two oh five seemed like a coming of age. But um, I, I, I like I feel like I can't remember how I came across the first the Forrest Griffin Stephen Bonner fight. I don't know how it happened. All that I remember, I feel like I found out about it on Twitter, which obviously wasn't a thing then. Yeah, because no, I wasn't. Re- yeah, because I, I I remember Dana talking about it after being like people started tuning in as of being like you have to watch uh-huh. this, and I feel like I was one of those people, but I don't know how I would have found out about it. You know, I don't. The memory on that's so hazy, but I remember so vividly like me. I was actually one of the few people that was affected by that fight, whether I watched it that night or later. I was. I was amazed. I know I didn't watch the full season. There's definitely a couple things that I can remember. I remember that, and I think I did watch the finale, but I just don't know whether or not. I don't. I don't know when it was. It, it, whether it was right after when they redid it, or when they um, when it was live, and it may have been when it was live because I had older brothers, and so my older brothers. I remember. When Brock Lesnar first got into the UFC, they had men's health. And one of my brothers picked up the Brock Lesnar, like Brock Lesnar in the UFC men's health. And I remember it was on the top of our toilet in our downstairs bathroom. And we ended up watching UFC 200. 100. 100. But even before that, like his first fight with Frank Mir and all of that, like him joining the UFC was huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that he was the first like UFC fighter on prominent magazines and like really being featured. Um, and I remember that. And I remember... I, the first fight I ever saw was with Matt Hughes. And so it was just one of those things where it just kind of culminated. But having older brothers where they could actually like invite their friends over and sit down and me just being able to be in the same place made it very easy to kind of transition into it. Whereas I see a lot of other people that might not have had that. Like if I was the oldest in my family, there's no way I could have been like, hey, dad, we should sit down and watch this ultimate fighter. <laughs> Because it's on national TV rather than pay-per-view. And that's, I mean, that's a big thing too. Pay-per-view back in that day was not getting millions of views or hundreds of thousands of views. And Spike TV was big time. I mean, it was getting 6 million views or whatever it was during primetime hours. So, man, did we digress. Well, I mean, just, well the, and I think the reason like why I said that it's interesting going back to all of that, thinking about this started from reality TV. Show. I mean, it started long before then. We all know the Gracie versus Shamrock and, you know, all of that. But UFC 193. But the show is where really it kicked off, and it started getting a groundswell of support. And I honestly think, like I said, I watched some form of old, of MMA when I was young. I have, like, vivid memories of me and Austin watching it huh. in our grandparents' like unfolded couch bed, right, like downstairs. But I can't remember if it was a UFC or anything like that. And then I didn't really get to watch it again. And I don't remember watching it until right before the Brock Lesnar era. Mm-hmm. And then the Brock Lesnar era, too. Um, and that's kind of where it just cemented it. Um, I remember watching Keith Jardine versus... versus uh, Houston Alexander. Houston Alexander. That was big one of my first memories. forehead Houston Alexander. Mm-hmm. And just Keith trying to like tie him up. And him just 
pummeling him <sighs> with the right hand, just in like being clinched and being like, oh my gosh. And like, and I remember that's like the era where it cemented it for me. And now we're here today, but it's, it's just, and then it just seemed like finally UFC 205 was tying everything in a bow. It's like, we made it like we're, it's mainstream now. It's, it's interesting talking. Yeah. Not only is it mainstream, but talking reality television, Conor McGregor is about as close to a reality TV star within this, within this sphere as you can get. And so it's interesting that knowing that reality TV is really what created the UFC hype and him going back to that kind of mindset of like creating must see TV. That's just this anarchy out of, it's weird that the UFC started as a freak show. And then the only time that things get big again is when it's somewhat of a freak show, the Kimbo slices, the Brock Lesnar's Ronda Rousey was a legitimate fighter, but I mean the woman coming in here and like, just dominating was kind of a freak show. And Conor McGregor, if he wasn't as much of a freak show as he was, he wouldn't get as many views. You know what I mean? It's you can you can almost track the history of the UFC based on the freak show aspects of it, from UFC one to Brock Lesnar and, and so on and so forth. So it's it's interesting that everyone's like, Oh man, it's getting mainstream and we want it you know, we want these fighters to stay normal and to be respectful and not say these things or do these things. I don't want him to be normal and respectful. I just kind of want him to be the weird asses like the wrestlers that you knew in high school, which I hang, hung out with all those guys. Or I the, loved it when it was that. It was kind of like yeah. that interaction. The original season of Tough where they exactly. were just crazy. Exactly. They're or like weirdos. all the stories that Chel Sonnen tells about freaking Matt Horwich and like um, Evan, Evan Tanner and all those dudes that were all like just weird dudes and they talk about it i mean in order to be an mma fighter you you have to have a different mindset like usually you're 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 a little you're a little weird um i was gonna i was trying to think of like because i vividly remember keith jardine versus houston alexander (laughs) and uh that was ufc 71 there you go that was houston alexander's debut so i mean in it's interesting now also that we're talking about Misha, how much she means for like women's MMA. And we actually have a ranking system of like women's impact on sports. There's no way I would have thought at UFC 100, we would be where we were. Um, I'm excited about it. I mean, it's fun and I hope the best for Misha. And I think it is probably better that she gets out of the sport because she takes a ton of damage. I'm plus, not all... plus Brian Caraway can quit living in her shadow and have his own career. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the men's rights activist episode on uh, Parks and Rec. Have you uh, seen that? Uh, uh, it's pretty funny. Um, I mean, I, I believe that I have, but I can't remember it off the top of my head. It's pretty good. But um, but Raquel Pennington, let's not take anything away from her. She looked amazing. She's won what? Her last three? I can look it up right here. I, I believe she's won her last three. She just beat Betch Cohea, right? I hope. I believe. <laughs> I hate Betch Cohea. I, I think that she, yeah. So she beat... She beat Jessica Andrade. She beat Bech Cohea. She beat Elizabeth Phillips, who I don't know who that is. And then she just beat Misha Tate. So she has beat the last two. Oh, and then she lost to Holly Holm. So that does cause a little bit of an, of an issue. Um, but at the same time, it doesn't. So the only person that she's lost to in her last four fights was a previous champion. And then she just beat the person who beat the previous champion. She well, did split. Than, she did split with Betch too. That's a little. Uh, she looked a lot better than Betch though, and I think where was that? Does it say where that actually took place? And she also has lost to Jessica Andrade. 
So she no that she came back. That's what it was. She lost her at the beginning of her career, and then she just came back and beat her. And that's why it was a big deal that she that she won because she originally had lost. She's pretty active though. Yeah. She one seventy one, one eighty one, which there was a gap there, but then one eighty four, one ninety one. She's basically come back. Two oh two, two oh five. She's very, very she's very, very active. I still don't want her to get like a like let's not start talking about title fight because she has kind of had a spotty record, but um really towards the beginning of her career though. But in that division really. in, um, in that division though, if you win four in a row, you're Right there in title contention. I don't think she beats Shevchenko by any means. She most likely would have to fight Holly Holm again. And I think she would fight a completely different fight than she did the first time. Like, they split too. Am I the only one that believes that the person that loses the fight in MMA has a, a, a better chance of coming back and winning? Because they actually... like. I feel like the winner of an MMA fight is going to continue to do kind of the same things that they've done to win. And the loser of an MMA fight can actually go back and pick apart what they did wrong and fix it, like Connor and Nate, or like um, what are the other rematches? Well, it's so hard to like to reinvent the wheel if you win. Be uh-huh. like, all right, well, it's we, we did, we already won. It's hard to come back and be like, we're not going to do that because mm-hmm. it worked. And but all they have is options ahead of them. Which I mean, if if you can defend, like I think that's maybe the most impressive thing that. That Ronda did is, did she, you know, she beat Misha again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so while we're still talking about lead up, let's talk about John Jones and his court he- hearing. So we know that he'll have one year from the date um, in July before he can get back in. The The pill he was on, how's it pronounced? Clo- Clomade? Clofine? Clo- oh, no. Oh, man. So It doesn't matter. It's for penises. Well, no, 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 no. Two different things. So this is where it gets really interesting. We were talking about this last night, and this is pretty um, not well known because a lot of people didn't know that the John Jones is uh, the John Jones tested positive for clo. Uh, what was it? Clomiphene. There it is. Clomiphene, hydroxychloroquine, which is an estrogen blocker. So th- this is where it gets really interesting, and I don't know if you know this. So I, I'm gonna just fill that right away and say no. Go okay, ahead. cool. So then you're really, really, really going to appreciate this. So the guy, so John Jones said, uh, just backtracking for those who may not know, John Jones was um, right before UFC 200 taken off the card because he tested positive for a what ended up being a estrogen blocker. They tested his B sample as well, and he tested positive for both. So now he's going in front of um, the NSAC and basically pleading his case. He said that he had taken um, dick pills. He had taken uh, sexual enhancement pills that were tainted with this this product, and that's what ended up basically getting him kicked off of all of this, and, and that's why he shouldn't be suspended for two years and so on and so forth. So... Um, fast forward to, to, to the court hearing, there was an actually a guy that came in to testify that he was the one that purchased the dick pills for, for John Jones. And he came up with a receipt and they were like, hey, the receipt that you give us and the dates that you say you ordered it don't match up. And he was like, okay, cool. It must be the wrong receipt. So on the, the correct receipt, there's two items, the tainted dick pills and clomiphene. <laughs> And he's like, oh, no, 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 no. The dick pills were for John. The clomiphene was for me. <laughs> like, what? 
There's a receipt from the guy who said he bought it for John that has clomiphene on the receipt. Like my thing is like just that whole concept. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That you're right. This is the wrong receipt. Hold on. Let me go get the correct receipt. Oh, like here it is. Here's the smoking gun on this receipt that says that the clomiphene is there. Like, oh no, 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 that wasn't for him. That was for me. Like who cares who it was for? If you've got someone in your gym ordering clomiphene from anywhere, you're sketchy. Straight up. I figured you'd really appreciate that. It's just frustrating. I mean, I honestly don't care at this point. Like, if, if he wants to... I just love that they keep coming and, like, they have to blame it on dick pills. Like, we have two people that have had to do it now. And I keep saying, like, are we really buying this? Are we really buying this? No. We're not like it's I mean, and I don't honestly, I don't care if he's well, let's say he's a 26 year old dude that already needs dick pills. 29, I think. Oh, is he 29 now? I thought he was. He was 24 when he beat Shogun Hua for the belt. Oh, was he? He's older than me, I think. I think he's younger than me. Oh, here we go. 1987. He's a year younger than me. July 9th, 19th, 1987. So he's like two months younger than you. No, I was 88. Oh, yeah. Then he's about a year older than you. He's like two months younger than you, right? Oh, no, I'm 86. So he's about a year young. He's about six months younger than me. Gotcha. Now, anyway, um, that, that doesn't matter. But he, uh, and it's just, I mean, if they find that it's, they, yeah, it can, it's a year suspension for him, whatever. Um, I would love to get him back in fighting, but I wish we, he wouldn't have pissed away his career. Dana White also said he will never headline a card again. Do you actually believe that? No. Yeah. Nobody does. Even Reddit. I love there's a picture. There's a meme from Memento. Have you seen that one? Where it's a picture of Dana White and down below it it says, don't believe his lies. I think I have seen that. The, have you seen Memento? No, I haven't. I oh, okay. It, but I... Really good movie. The concept of Memento is the guy can't, he has no short-term memory. So every day he wakes up, he basically has to give himself clues of like his life. And he's trying to... I believe, he, if I remember correctly, he's trying to find who killed his wife. And so there's a guy Teddy that is trying to help him for whatever reason. Who's really uh, he's really a cop, and he finds that he finds out one time that he lies to him, even though he hasn't technically lied to him. But he writes down on a picture of him, "Don't believe his lies." And so from then on out, mm. he has to not believe his lies. But it the whole thing's backwards. The entire movie Memento's backwards rather than forward. And um, so yeah, it's really interesting. So anyway, they have a picture. I, own it, of, I should watch it. They have a picture um, of Dana White, and it says, "Don't believe his lies underneath it." Well. Did you hear when he had to kind of eat crow on one of the Fox shows? I can't remember who it was, but they were asking him, it's like, essentially, are you Connor's bitch? And he's like, yeah, he kind of tells me what to do. Yeah. He's the only guy that comes out and tells me what fight he wants next. Right after the fight. He's like, he's earned that. And it's, he's like, well, we had to lay our foot. We had to put our foot down on the not showing up to pressers, but we'll let him come late. If at this point, if I was Connor, I would just say that I was going to do the fight. And then Connor time, if I didn't want to do the presser, I just wouldn't show up because it's like. You can't say that you're not going to do it, but if you show up late, then it's fine. But it's because he, they're like, what are you going to do about Connor being late? And he's like, can't do anything about it. Yeah. Um, there's a lot about, about Connor McGregor that I'd really like to get into before the end of this. Did you watch the post fight no. presser with him? You, you have to watch that. I will. I'll probably watch it on the way home. But um, really, really, really important that you watch it. Just his at least. Um, but let's well, I'll get, watch the whole thing, but let's get into the actual fight. Are we going to do Not his that or fight. Still? No, no, no. The, the fight card. I didn't watch the Lich, the Car, Carmouche fight. I just figured she was going to grind it out. 
Um, Miller Alves was actually pretty good from from what I saw at the beginning, but I missed the entire third round because I was Miller just took him down at will. Yeah, that's what it was because Alves um, couldn't defend, and it was weird to watch a an American BJJ guy out wrestle and kind of out BJJ a uh, Brazilian. I remember I actually made that comment. Um, I was gonna say, I, I mean, there's so much to talk about. We obviously can't cover everything. Um, I wanted to ask you this because we talked so much about Tony, and yeah. now we know Connor is one fifty five, um, and I would assume that's where he would fight next. We don't know, but yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like there's more interesting Matt because who does he fight at one forty five? There's only one name that can come yeah, up. Aldo's the only one. That's it or Edgar, but even then, no one's going to be clamoring he for the Edgar. Also fight. looked great. I saw the opposite. You didn't think he looked good. Mm-mm. So let's talk. He let's, took down Jeremy Stevens multiple occasions. You think yeah, he but, couldn't keep him down? All like granted, but yeah. But Jeremy Stevens is a great wrestler. But I, I figured that Frankie Edgar would have to win with his wrestling. But he didn't because he couldn't keep him down. He won with his striking. No, he almost got knocked out. That's three rounds. He, he still. What was the what the I fight? I felt like up? Stevens. I felt like Stevens had better striking. It was thirty twenty seven. Yeah, Frankie won all the rounds. Yeah, I don't know if I believe that. I think he lost the second round where he almost got look. knocked out because then he just took him down. He got, but he never kept. He him got rocked in the second, and then he had to to the point where like he wasn't walking correctly, and then had to like shake it off and well, then some, take him down. Yeah, but that happens every fight for him. But he was taking him down at will, but he couldn't keep him down. But he had he took him down twice in the third round, and that's how he took that round. The first round, I don't know how some he guy, took, and the second round, I'd say that he lost. So the first place I was at, some guys like, man, we don't see Frankie wobbly like that. Mm-mm. What? Yes, we do. Yeah, all the time. Every fight, we always do. Every fight, he gets rocked. I was like, what about both Gray Maynard, like the second Gray Maynard and the ben, and third, ben Henderson and the Ben fights. Henderson up kick and the Jose Aldo fight where Jose Aldo buckled him. Um, yeah, it was. Um, while you're looking that up, Muhammad versus Luke below Muhammad. Luke looked great, man. Yeah. Caught him with that left and dropped him. Bosch looked amazing versus Natal. But, I mean, he always looks good against, like, mid-tier opponents. Tim Bosch is probably one of my favorite fighters because he goes balls to the wall. But he wasn't ranked, though, so that was a good win for him. Yeah. I mean, Bosch used to be top 10, remember? Mm-hmm. When, after he beat Okami. I, was, with the, with the, uh, I mean, I'm no Bosch expert, but I was like, I feel like Bosch is going to win. This is a trap yeah. fight for Natal. And Natal looked – Natal used to be one of those dudes like RDA that just looked yoked. Like – and he came out to this one looking soft, which was interesting to me. Um, before the fight, Cerrone, talk about Cerrone dropping off, freaking Rashad Evans dropping off, then moving that fight to, I think, 206. Jacare Souza being there and weighing in just in case something happened to Weidman and Romero. Like, there's all kinds of things that were happening before these fights, man. This was kind of a crazy card, and we all knew someone was going to drop off. Kelvin Gastelum not being able to make weight and then blaming freaking Mike Dolce. Yeah, because I think he was working with Dolce in order to lose the weight. And it's like if Dolce um, can help everybody with his bro science in the freaking UFC, you can't blame him. It's got to be partly your fault. Well, and, you know, he's got a pretty good track record of yeah. getting people down weight healthily. You know who doesn't have a good track record of making weight? Kelvin Gastelum. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he got Hendricks down. Hendricks didn't look necessarily good. I thought he was going to make a run after that because it was his first time on the diet. Uh, they had it scored, I think, on MMA Fighting. Uh, thirty twenty eight. So they gave a ten ten round at one point, but um, I thought Frankie pretty much dominated that fight. He did on the ground, and he I did, think he, he, did, he, he striking. Didn't. He got up every time. 
Frankie Ed, well, yeah, I understand that he dominated by taking him down. If he would have stood with, if he would have stood with Stevens, he would have got knocked out before the end of the fight. He stood with him for most of the fight. He right outside of range. Every time he went in to punch Stevens, he got caught. No, no, he didn't. We need to rewatch this fight. We'll rewatch that fight because you and I both saw a different fight. Yeah. I thought Frankie well, looked and, bad, and you thought Frankie looked good. Yeah, I thought he looked really good. Yeah, and I, I mean. It looked like he was back at 155, beating up the 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 playground bully. Like yeah, Stevens looked big. Yeah, he looked huge. Yeah, um, yeah, and yeah, I I just I feel like maybe I felt I you feel like I did after the Frankie Aldo fight because I didn't think Aldo looked good after that. I can agree with that. And uh, and yeah. Maybe I always just think Frankie looks good. That could be me, too. Um, let's talk about someone that probably is more in line with how you thought Frankie looked, which is Khabib and his complete ownership of Michael No, Johnson. he was way better than Frankie. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's no. Uh, that's maybe the first time that I've seen Khabib be uh, uh, completely dominant. Yep. Because I haven't watched a ton of his fights, in all honesty. That's actually what I wanted to ask you, because we had talked so much about Ferguson, and we obviously know where Connor is now. Um, I don't think he's going to 170. I know that people. I think he still needs a little bit of time to hype all that train up. Yeah. But um, I would love to see a him Thompson fight. By the way, but um, that'd be fun. What do you do now? Do you do Habib? Do you do Ferguson? Do you actually put them together? So what do you actually do? There's two big things that that change that really go into this. Um, Ferguson's a great striker and a great wrestler. Um, I think he poses the most all around challenge for. Connor and maybe not because Alvarez too was a great wrestler took down Pettis and held him down like I you know Connor's striking is just so fast and even even Alvarez said that like his striking was just so quick like I expected him to be precise but I didn't expect him to be that fast um and so getting into that and then getting into the first round of Khabib versus Johnson Michael Johnson was landing left Combos. jabs and was landing, you know, and Jack Slack actually pointed it out when an MMA writer, he was like, the fact is, is Johnson was landing left, left jabs and kind of left hooks in the first round. And that's what Connor would use to knock him out. And then Khabib would wait until after the first, you know, maybe not after the first round, but he would take him down as soon as he could. Like, so both of them have the other person's kryptonite locked and loaded. So I, you know, based on that, Khabib comes in too quick. He could get caught. Ferguson's fast. I think Connor's faster than than Ferguson is. Um, I will never bet against Connor again unless he does some dumb shit where he goes up to one seventy and tries to fight like Tyron Woodley or or something like that. Um, as long as he's at one forty five or one fifty five, I won't bet against Connor McGregor. Yeah. I mean, I have to eat a lot of crow on it. <laughs> like I. I still thought that he... I mean, I predicted that he would lose to Alvarez, right? You picked Alvarez. I think you are very shaky with your pick, but, I thought you, I picked, but you picked Alvarez. I thought that I said that I wouldn't... that I, I would never bet against McGregor. And I, I have to go back and listen to it because apparently Paul thought that I would pick Alvarez too. And I was like, I was pretty sure that I said Connor all week and that I wanted Alvarez to win, but... That, that's probably what it was. I mean, if, I, mean I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. But, um, I mean, at this point... It's not even like I won't even look at the because I watched a couple of Alvarez's fights and I thought you know yeah he has a chance but you go back and watch like he didn't he didn't he didn't have one second of control of that fight 
As soon as as soon as he caught that first left and knocked him on his ass, and then tried to take him down and couldn't, he was he looked shook the rest of the fight. Um, the question was though, do you have Ferguson Khabib fight? Yeah, or do you have one of them fight McGregor and which one? Um, based on what he said and Connor said in his post fight press conference, that's part of the reason I asked whether you'd seen it or not. It sounds like he may or may not fight until after his his girlfriend has their kid. And he's actually scared to death of being a dad. He's what he said? Like, yeah, he's like, I'm, I'm crapping me. I'm, I'm crap. What do you say? I'm crapping me Johns or something like that. Like he's legitimately like you watch his face and he's legitimately scared to be a dad. Um, the other reason I think his post fight press conference is such a big deal is because it's Conor McGregor, the real Conor McGregor. And we always talk about this and you don't believe me that Conor McGregor is an act. And when you watch that post-fight press conference and he actually talks like a normal human being and talks about being scared to be a dad and, like, talks about, like, all of these things, like, you see that all who of Conor McGregor on, actually is. All of them put on an act. I just think he is an asshole in real life. And I believe the exact opposite. I, I believe he does good things. I believe he's a sweetheart. I believe he does good life. things. But Did I you see the one also... where he met the Irish cop and he took pictures with her and was like, Talking about how nice it was, and like, oh, thank you, and talking about all of his fans well, running up to his car and taking act, pictures. Uh uh-uh. uh. Why? Because you can tell, man. You can tell when someone's fake and when someone's real. You can, and the, apparently, and I've got great emotional IQ, man. Mm, I don't believe that. I do. Hey, I didn't surround myself. Really? What's the what's your IQ score on emotional? Uh, one hundred and ten. That good? Out of a hundred. That good? Yeah. I give one hundred and ten percent every time. 110 is terrible. <laughs> 120. Yeah, emotional IQ. <laughs> um, but no. So when you watch your pre- the post-fight presser, he he is who he really is. Like I I really like Conor McGregor, and I think he would. I think his real self is a really good dude. I think he puts on the show of being an asshole to to sell tickets. Like him saying, "Who's I have an apology." To nobody or whatever the freak he said, like, just silly. But I mean, I we all know Chell was an act. Yeah, but Chell's still kind of an asshole. That's different. No, it isn't. And he would be very, very nice to you if you asked him to take a picture and everything. He'd be a super nice guy. No, but I mean, no, it's the exact same. I guarantee if you talk to Yoshinokami or some people that know him personally, that are like, I stayed at his house. I know his mom. Chell's a really good dude. Or people that know him, like, yeah, but you'd still be an asshole. People would consider me an asshole. Mm-hmm. But you, talking, but you don't put on an act at but all. But let's talk about it. Like, if someone asked you how good of a person I was. Yeah, you'd be a good guy. Yeah. yeah sometimes you come across as an asshole yeah. to people. Yeah. Okay. And I so do I. I can agree with that. All I bet. I'm saying is, is he does he he does put on an act, but at the same time, it's like, again, it's like Chell always says, be who you're going to be, who you are, but just turn up the volume. Uh, That's what uh, Connor does to a T. And I can, I can understand it's, that. I think there's more a little bit more acting to it. A little bit. There's showmanship. I don't yeah, think it's acting. Right. Okay, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's splitting thing. hairs at yeah, that point. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Um, All right. So you you think that it's Khabib Ferguson? Yep. Thank the good Lord. Yep. I want that fight. I want that fight really bad. That could easily have been for a title. And I thought that Ferguson would, would just smoke him. No confidence in that now. Yeah. Khabib's real. Like I, 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 like I said, I haven't watched a ton of him, but... I am I am all in, and if I think that there is somebody that's gonna be uh, Connor, it's Khabib. 
Like I said, man, I've been a Khabib fan since before, and everyone on Twitter was saying, who has he beat? Who has he beat? And I'd say he beat RDA. And I got two responses from that. One, oh, yeah, I forgot that he beat RDA. Or two, he beat RDA before RDA was RDA. And it's like, does that mean Eddie Alvarez beat RDA after he was RDA? Like, he had the belt. You know what I mean? Like, it's just such a silly, like, yeah, you continually progress. But the fact is, and then they just say, oh, yeah, you got to beat a nobody, and all of a sudden you get a title shot. You beat Johnson, who's number seven, and you get a title shot. No, man, he beat RDA. Now, I have to admit, and you can go back to the podcast, and you can – I've never been a fan, that big of a fan of RDA. I never thought he was that great. And when – I mean, he did go through that division, and he did beat Pettis, and that's when I started to say, like, eh, maybe this division's a little bit more overrated. They're not overrated. They're just that good. But I never was a huge fan of RDA. I never thought he was that great or that dominant of a champion. And I think that's because I started watching him at the very beginning of his career when he didn't do very well. He'd win one, he'd lose one. He'd win one, he'd lose one. So I'm excited for 155, uh, especially because of Khabib Ferguson. I think Connor stays out until after he has a kid and he deserves it. You know, he deserves what was his four months off. He didn't announce anything. He said that he said he was going to, and he decided there there's a lot of other stuff going into it, and there's some things that need to be taken care of before everything's in place or something like that, basically. And That's he's like, stupid. right now, I'm just thinking about being a dad. And he's like, to be honest, it scares me. And one of the things he says, you've got to watch it, man. One of the things he says is, I worry about raising a kid in the, in the environment with all of the cameras and almost uh, like a reality TV show. He says, I hate those type of kids and I don't want my kid to be like that. So he's like worried that him being in front of the camera. Should have wore the hat then, Connor. going to freaking get his kid in front of the camera. Should have wore the hat then. And now he's got to freaking worry about his kid getting like pseudo famous because of him and being an asshole. Well, his, his kid's already royalty in, in, in Ireland. Yeah, that's true. That's, um, did he mention anything about the second kid? Was there any validity? No, to that? no, no one said anything, and Dana hasn't said anything. No one said anything about that. Hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, I mean, I guess we'll see when some lady and no, no lady came out and was like, "I'm his uh, second baby daddy." I think Eddie Alvarez is just an idiot. I think he's a Tito. I, I don't Tito Ortiz. He level. played that game better than Nate did, and everybody was giving Nate a whole bunch of credit for. Being so good, like talking no, with Connor, but no, he, everyone he just thought it. it was silly because Nate is such a like. I think Eddie won. Eddie killed it, especially with the uh, the welfare talk. Yeah, and I missed that one. It was perfect. Oh my gosh, it was so good. So what? Uh, what do you do with uh, the 185 division with Yoel Romero beating Weidman? I'm more concerned about what you do with 145 after Frankie wins. Yeah, because I think like there's possibilities at 185. I hope Jose Aldo leaves. There's nothing at 145. No. What are, what are you going to do with it? I hope Jose leaves. Uh, Pettis is there. Edgar's there. Holloway's there. Uh, and Holloway and Pettis are fighting here soon. I mean, there's enough to do. I hope Jose leaves. But that's that's because I I am biased against him. Um, Yell Romero, man, he looked really good. He looked really good against Weidman, and Weidman's no slouch. And he timed that. That takedown perfectly. You know what I mean? That's that's the counter to a, an overzealous wrestler. You wait for him to take that long. I don't think he's overzealous. He actually sets up his, his uh, wrestling very well. He, he didn't set up that shot very well, though. That was a desperation shot, and he read it. 
You know what that reminded me of? Who else did that? Was it Anderson Silva? There's a or Jose Aldo? No, that's what it was. It was a Jose Aldo Chad Mendes. But he wasn't Mendes, shooting so much. He broke he broke wrist lock and then turned around and just need him. He didn't shoot. No, there was there's another one that's just like that where the uh, dude threw a really hard knee on a guy that took a, a long shot. It could be the Jose Aldo versus Cub, Cub Swanson. Swanson where he double knees him. But it's like Cub doesn't really shoot there's, on that. There's another one like Yoel where he clips him and he clips him so hard that he comes over the top of his body just like Yoel Romero did. And I can't remember. But yeah, no. They used I, to have it on the highlight reel. I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. Because it takes your legs out from under uh, you. But everyone's calling him a cheater. So they were saying that obviously, you know, he's got PED talk. But they were saying that they were uh, throwing water all over his legs and his body and all of that. And nobody likes Yoel. And they have their reasons. I mean, he said some things that most people are against. Um, but as a fighter, he's top tier. He beats Bisping, no problem. Bisping better hope that Jacques Ray, I mean, not even Jacques, Jacques Ray's got his number two. Bisping's. Bisbing's a moving target. He better hope that GSP gets a freaking shot at him because he'll make millions of dollars and at least get that before he loses his belt. You think that's going to happen? No, because I don't think they're ever going to be able to figure out the money situation with GSP. And so I don't think that ever happens, but I think he's done. As, as soon as Jacques Ray gets him or Romero gets him, he's done. I don't know. I don't know. I thought I knew Michael Bisbing. I had like a decade of knowledge, and uh, it was all thrown out in that Rockhold fight. And I said he was going to win. We tooting that horn every time. <laughs> yes, absolutely. We haven't done that and enough. Then, right after it happened, and then Woodley Thompson, man. We talk, tell me about that. that. How about them reading? Yes, we are. Every time we bring him up, good. Let's talk about Woodley uh, Thompson. Did you think it was a majority draw? I know round. Yeah. I think they were both stupid for not going for it in the fifth. I mean, I think Thompson did end up winning that round, but um, neither of them were, if they thought they were in the, ahead in the scorecards, they weren't enough ahead in the scorecards. That's what they get. They deserve it. And um, it's, it's interesting because when we were talking in the fourth round, I said it all comes down to that second round. And if they score it even, this could be a majority draw. But to be honest, I didn't know how that worked. I didn't know how the scoring worked. If one person had to win and one person had to lose, or if one person like was it so it was a ten eight in the first, I believe. No, no, because that's what the the tie round comes in because it goes, it goes. Um, what it went Woodley or was it Thompson won the first one Woodley and then it was a tie and so yeah. you have you have four even or you have four deciding rounds yep. and then one even one. Yep. So it comes out forty seven forty seven. So. Um, and one judge didn't have it like that. They had it for 48, 47 Woodley. And that's Woodley. why they gave him the belt, even though it was incorrect because it was still the majority. Well, he still gets the belt. Three. Yeah. Well, he, keeps, take... he, he retains the belt. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it was a good, it was a good fight. I really liked it. I liked it better than the Rory McDonald, Stephen Thompson fight, which was very similar, like a chess match. But I feel like Woodley, like Woodley said, post fight presser he says I put myself against the back against the back of the cage because I could drive him the 31 feet or whatever he says across that ring I knew where he was I knew where I was I knew that you know I could drop and I could take him down he's like I brought in Sage Northcutt I brought in all of these these guys he's like I didn't expect him to be as fast as he was and I expected him to actually throw more kicks of course he did we saw that right after the first take yeah that's what it was it wasn't Thompson, it was Woodley that won round one. Yeah, that's what I said. Oh, I couldn't. I thought I asked who it was, and I and didn't I said, think. Yeah, and I said Woodley. It is Woodley because of the yeah, because and he busted his nose open. Um, 
So what's next? So Thompson gets the next. You wanted a rematch, right? We were talking about that. I feel like, yeah. I mean, that's, that's awful for Maya. What do you think changes in the rematch? A lot, I think. Um, obviously, they prepare for not getting kicked. And Thompson said he'd go. He said he would have gone more balls to the wall. He's like, now that I know, he's like, now that I've been in that, I wish I would have just let loose more. And well, I, he pretty I, much tagged him every time, and he hit him with, with combos. Hands, yeah. yeah. And he, well, I, I mean, mean, his hands are that good. And Woodley says he only hit. He's like, he never hit me with a head kick to the head. Well, that's the thing is like, how, how often did Machida? I mean, we always talk he's a karate guy, but how often did he actually do head kicks and stuff like? That? He's, he's usually knocking for it. Oh no, I was Anderson Silva, uh, Randy Couture. Yeah, I mean, but he's kicks. usually knocking people out with his yeah, hands. His counter, his counter punches. Yeah, I mean, he's good with his feet. Yep. No, no denying that. But like. The karate guys, like they have, they have lightning in their hands, man, because yeah. they're so fast, um, and that you're so worried about their kicks. I actually think their hands are more deadly, and yeah. he pretty much hit every time he went in for a combo. Yeah, no, he looked his 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 striking looked crisp. I thought that Woodley clipped him in the third, knocked him down. No, it was the fourth. Did you think that the draw was unfair? No, I thought it was pretty much perfect. Going into the fourth, I said it was most likely going to be a draw. In my mind, I didn't know exactly how it was going to work, but I felt the fight. Round by round, two was a two is a split round that it was going to be a much. Well, we hadn't draw. seen one of those since Frankie Edgar, Frankie Edgar, Edgar and Gray Maynard, and that was actually different though because it was one had Frankie, one had Gray, and one had a tie. Right? Uh huh. Is that what it was? Oh no, no, they were all ties because of the point taken. Yeah, but um, this one was different though, because, and I thought that I had an understanding of the rule. I thought I had an understanding of the rule, and I was confused when they gave it to Tyron, and then they came back, and I was like, yeah, that's that's how it should be. It's awful because you would hope that the third judge would be the tiebreaker, mm-hmm. but it makes sense. It's just if... Well, two out of three, it's the majority. Right, but I'm saying you would think that, like, okay, well, in this instance, we're going to have a tiebreaker, but I understand why they have it the way that they did. Just give them one more round. I think they, you can't ask him for that. Oh no! I think the fight going in. Oh yeah, with the adrenaline dump and just yeah, no, no way. I think going into the next fight, that fight will be completely different. Someone will finish the next time they fight, and I would guess honestly, it's probably Woodley. Woodley wins. They get a rematch. Woodley's now fought him. He understands how he he understands his movements. He understands how it works. That he might not be throwing the kicks, and he might be able to get in fast enough and, and clock him. I think Way when, awesome for Thompson for not ever giving up, though. The fourth, yeah, when he got knocked down twice in and the that fourth. Dense human being on top of you, just throwing haymakers, and then those, uh, then the guillotine. He talked about how watching Weidman lose before was kind of a heartbreaking for him before his fight. He's like, I'm not going to tell you that it had any effect on me. He said, but it was. He said it was heartbreaking watching a family member lose. You know, right before I had to go out and fight. So. I mean, he had 25 minutes after that to watch those chicks fight, so <laughs> I'm pretty sure that passed. Probably had time to talk to him and everything. And Well, he said he was going to watch Joanna's in the Embedded. He was or he wasn't? He says he never watches fights before his fight, Yeah, but he all, he's like, I will tune into your fight, Joanna. He might have just been playing, like, just saying just it, throwing smoke up her ass. I couldn't, I couldn't watch a, a teammate fight right before me, and because if they lose, I feel like I would be on a, a low instead of a high. So, quick two quick things. Would you rather see McGregor wait for Ferguson Khabib or fight one of them? Wait. Would you rather? Do you want to see Woodley fight Thompson or Maya? I okay. I would actually be fine with Fer- Khabib because I feel like he uh, 
has the most like like the most chance of losing to Khabib, mm. and then Khabib and Ferguson fight after that for the belt because I think Ferguson loses. What about Cerrone dropping back to one fifty five? Oh, I love that too. So Cerrone, I think, is back on a card at two hundred six. Again, no, yeah, against Matt yeah. Brown. He's, he's, yeah. <laughs> oh man, this is gonna be a good yeah. fight. Two hundred five's uh, garbage is two hundred six is treasure, yeah. man. You get a uh, because that they put white. Yeah, they put a uh, Toronto better Tim than Kennedy yeah, and Rashad, Rashad on that too, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah, Toronto was gonna be a mess, and now it and now it's looking really good. Yeah, which I actually I kind of like that that happened because I I, I was kind of getting bored last night. Like I I was like, okay, like this is gonna be a long night midnight, man. Like, yeah. I, can you imagine two more fights on that? No. Ugh. No, and it's it weird. Good. To me they were all they good keep, though. Like yeah, I think he shoved too much card. more in there. Yeah. It would have been. It would have been too long. Could you imagine being on the East Coast and finishing up at like one o'clock in the morning? Beast Coast. I could. Um, I, I could imagine. Like I almost want to move to the West Coast just so I can be done with these at ten o'clock rather than eleven thirty. Let's go to Hawaii. Make it yeah. even better. There you go. Yeah. What? It's like Korea waking up Sunday morning to watch fights. It'd be awesome. Yeah. It was actually wasn't too bad. I like getting together on Saturday nights though. Yeah, it's a good. Uh, what was the second question? I'm sorry. What would you want to see? What do you? I mean, I'm more. Woodley Thompson. Woodley Thompson. I'd like to see them fight again, but that's because I love. I like Damian Maya, but I don't really care about Damian Maya. Whereas I'm more invested in Woodley and Thompson than I am anywhere near. What do you Damian want to see Maya. for 155? 155. I want to see Ferguson Khabib and then the winner fight McGregor to give him some time off because he's just going, 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 and I think. I'd like to see that settle itself. 145, I would like to see the winner of, of Holloway and Pettis fight Edgar for a a vacated belt. I want Jose gone, and I want Connor to finally just move up to 155. I think you want Jose in. No, I, I would like Jose's to see, a good competitor. And I'd like, like I to told... see him walk away for like three to four months and just be like, I'm done, and then get it all figured out, get more money, and come back. Cause it, like, I, was I telling Chelsea just barely, or who was I telling because I, I was – I was also explaining this to Paul. Like, you need a villain. Like, the Packers, they need the Bears. Which is sad because he wasn't a villain until Connor came around. Yeah, but... And then Connor pointed out the obvious, and everyone was like, yeah, they're right. He does miss a lot of fights. Yeah, they're right. He doesn't show up. Yeah, he... Yeah, you're right. He's not kneeing people. He's going to the It's interesting talking to people from Brazil about that because you bring that up and they have nothing for it. It's because they're always back their guys, and you're like, they're like, it's just so awful how they're treating him, and it's like... But he doesn't show up. He always says, "He always says, well, I'll have to go up to 155 and fight him. But then he bows out and yeah. he leaves the UFC. And then when his other fight drops out and they say, you can go fight him, he's like, no, I'm not ready. And it's like, well, you said you'd fight him anywhere, any place. And then you didn't even show it. Like, you had another opportunity and you didn't do it. Yeah. No, it's, it's definitely an interesting situation because, yeah, he wouldn't have even fought Nate Diaz if Jose would have been like, cool, I'm there. And I feel like it was the other way around, like Michael Bisbing. He was there. I feel like if Connor was in that same place, if Jose would have beat him and a month later he had the opportunity to go fight him to potentially beat him and get his belt back or not win the belt, I think Connor would have been there and he would have taken that fight. In the Nate Diaz, Connor McGregor one situation. And I mean, obviously speculation, and that's what this podcast is for. But yeah, it's a it's a whole different story. And I feel like. But Michael Bisbing said he'd fight GSP, but he wouldn't fight Jacare in at two oh six. You know what I mean? So like, now he's getting to pick a little bit. Tyron Woodley was like, "Yeah, hey, I want to fight GSP first, and if I can't get him, then I'll fight somebody else." Like, as soon as you get the belt, you can be a little bit more picky. I think. 
Anything else? I don't. I feel like there's so much that we're missing. It was that was more of a roller coaster than 200, other than the like the drama of Jones and then McGregor, or McGregor then Jones and everything and Brock Lesnar. But like, I mean, actually, impact on everything moving forward. Can I you believe was, we didn't lose any of the title fights before that actually went off? They're all pretty reliable. Yeah, that, I, I'm actually not surprised about that. I was more surprised that we didn't lose any fights until we did and then I was looking back at it and I was like that's actually probably better that makes Toronto better and I would have been just it would have been almost one o'clock if we would have had all of mm-hmm. those fights that's an extra 30 minutes if both of those go to decision I think they need a more more cards per weekend that we can record on FS1 and less fights per card I would like if we could cut them down to where it was just and obviously, you can't just do main cards. But if we could cut it down to like, okay, cool, it's only going to be four hours, I would be happy. Rather than like, cool, this is going to start at four and end at 11. Overall ranking of this card? A. Top to bottom, definitely an A. How does it stack up with the other like big cards? Like 200, a blue 200 out of the water. One, I thought 200 was good, though. The it just was... undercard was great. The main card was disappointing. You got Kane... Yeah. Oh, Kane looked great. Anderson Silva, DC, but that fight was like, nah. Yeah, that one was kind of. Uh, Misha Tate Nunez was was good, but nah. TJ Dillashaw, Sonsiao was kind of meh. I just, I think this was, I don't think 200 was that bad. I thought that, I've been saying it forever. I think that they should have been building this as the 200, not putting necessarily the 200 name on it, but putting all the hype behind it. But they didn't know. They didn't know. They did. It was about the time that 200 was they released knew. that they, they knew that they were going no, to No, because I was talking about it at the time, too. I was like, they shouldn't be putting this much into 200. Yeah. They're, they're setting themselves up for failure. And, I mean, that's not me with a crystal ball. That was me guessing from a chair and being right. But, like, this one was, it felt like a much bigger event yeah. than 200. 200 was only big because of the name. But this was big because we finally got everything. And it was top to bottom, I thought, an amazing card. They did great. Production was amazing, everything. One of the other things that I really liked, I feel like Dana White lies about a lot of stuff, but with other things, he's very honest. Um, They asked him in the post-fight presser whether he's like, there was 18, some of these tickets were $18,000. Do you feel like you priced out some of your fans? And he was like, of course we priced out some of our fans. He's like, that. with things like this, sometimes that's how it works. But there will be other events and there will be other items that they can go to that they're not, that won't be like this. And it was just interesting for someone to call him out on the price and for him to be like, absolutely we did. Like, we're not dumb. We knew we were going to. Like, don't just think that we're, like, heartless. We're businessmen. We know what we're doing. And so I thought that was really interesting. Watch the post by Presser, and then beginning of next week we'll have to discuss what you thought because it's a, it's, a, it's a very interesting post-fight presser from everybody. Did they have, like, the solo Connor one? Yep, everybody's alone, except for Weidman and, and Wonderboy come out together. So they didn't do, like, the dais and then had the Connor after? I thought that's how they would do it, like, the dais of everybody like they normally do, uh-uh. and then Connor by himself. It was, it was Dana, then Tyron, then Weidman and Woodley, and then Connor. Not, not, sorry, Tyron and, and Wonderboy. Sorry, Weidman and Wonderboy, and then Connor. Okay. Do you think Joanna would be, closing thought, do you think Joanna would be a bigger champion if she spoke better English? No. I think she would. Well, she, I mean, obviously she would, but I don't think. I think I, a lot I don't of think what, she's. I don't think she's completely like. No, she's I don't a think great she has a high champion. ceiling, anyways. 
I think a lot of, of what she says and what she wants to say is lost in translation. And I feel like if she could get across exactly what she wanted to say, everyone would be, it should be in more of a Connor place rather than not like, cause she's not that blown out of proportion, but like some of the things she said on the ultimate fighter that made her look bad could have been fixed by just being able to speak in her native tongue. Um, that being said, anyone that learns a second language to be able to compete in the UFC and speak in their language, hats off to them. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe. Follow us on Twitter so I can tell you, na 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 boo boo stick your head in doo-doo when Khabib comes out and does really well. And we will see you next week. Peace. Hey.